0: Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Erin and podcast. All
1: right, well, it is Sunday morning. I got nothing to say to you, truly. Well, I was think- I was. Li- I literally wrote the chat, our podcast chat, with Allison Montana, you and me, mm-hmm. saying, "Uh, it was Saturday night. I was like, I'm so excited to, you know, the week is." I love my weekends as most human beings do, right? It's the two, two days a week when you don't have to like jump out of bed. With- P- people know what weekends are. Exactly. So I wrote last night being like, we just did a solo. Um, I genuinely have nothing to say to you. And that's not a, a bad thing. It's just we, we've talked every day. We just covered a lot in a solo episode. I know people love our solo episode. That was a big solo. It's a big solo.
2: It was the 100th episode. We cried. We fought. We had so much going on. People really liked it. I, I went through my messages over the weekend. You did? Yeah. A lot of love for that episode. Okay. A lot of love. I still want people to go back to the first episode. Mm-hmm. Well, this we're not going to use this like a recap one, though. We already did that for 100 episodes. No, but that would be a good idea for an episode. I want to know what is on your wrist right now. Because <laughs> I am pretty shook by it. <laughs> Please, if you could just show the camera. <laughs> Sarah has a shimmery leopard bow tie scrunchie on her wrist. Where did you get that? You
1: know, I'm just really leaning into my like... It's very Josie. Real Housewives of OC oh. vibe. Like oh. I'm real, I'm just like... Okay. I think I need to
2: go a little blonder. Uh-huh. Again, very MAGA. I <laughs> do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Down there, a lot of Republicans, very MAGA. So, you know, but I am not a Republican.
1: so do you know. keep saying that? But no one's really know, buying it. But I'm not. I told you, I'm. 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 I'm looking into bringing no party lines. Right. No, I know. I'm not, looking, not getting into
2: politics. That looking, was
1: a, that was a good section. I listened to it again. It I'm. Good. I'm looking into bringing parties together and creating a no party, creating the common sense party. I am. Yeah, I love a common sense I, party. D- I wouldn't rule out. Me on the ticket at some point. Mm, okay.
3: You know? You know what you remind-, <laughs> you remind me of? The oldest brother on Succession. <laughs> What's his name? Connor. <laughs> you, you're Connor. I have con vibes. <laughs> I literally thought you were going to be. <laughs> your full
1: Connor. <laughs> that last episode was like... Honey, I don't know. It's it's gonna be like another hundred mil just to be in the conversation. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, getting one percent is hard.
1: Wait, I have con vibes. Yeah, you
2: got Connor vibes. Connor
1: vibes. Well, Sad. then you're the like Macaulay Culkin idiot. You're, yeah, that's that, you're fine. You're that one. I mean, he's the most entertaining. So I'm it. Shiv, right? I'm Shiv. Honestly, they're all bad. They're all bad. I'm they're Roy. All I'm bad. Logan. You are definitely not Logan. I'm Logan. Oh, it's so well, good. I am obsessed with um. I am obsessed with the husband of Shiv.
2: Everyone is welcome ah. to that. Remember That's when that you I thought, discovered... <laughs> no. Like, you know who's just like an up-and-comer character that no one else pays attention to? That's literally Tom. like... Tom. Tom's everyone's No face. one talks about Tom. Literally everyone talks about no, Tom. No, they all talk about Cousin Greg. And I'm, he's they fine. They talk about both. They talk about both. Okay. Yeah, they talk about both. Um, I love Tom. Remember when you thought that you discovered the show The Great?
1: Yes, I... Yes. yes I do.
2: And then... Dakota Fanning, whose sister is in that show, mentioned it to me. I ran into her at Pilates, met her at Pilates, and she she confirmed you didn't you didn't um, discover. The I show. didn't
1: discover the great. By the way, where the fuck is the season three? What is up with these companies? S- Charles just sent me the trailer. What is up with these companies that make these shows? We get so hooked and then we have to wait a year for the next season. It's like, get your shit together. Let's, you know, let's do it quicker. as
2: an insider of the biz, I could yeah. give you some, some insight here. Give me some
1: insight. I'd like, I'd like some insight.
2: Um, I honestly don't have any yet because I'm not there yet.
1: So you have, nothing to, you have nothing to add to this. I find it very annoying. I always found that with Marvelous Miss mm-hmm. Maisel. I was like, by the time the next season is rolling around, I don't even care anymore. And I don't remember the characters. Um, also hot take. I'm obsessed with Ted Lasso. Season three, It's I'm struggling a little bit. Yeah. I'm struggling a little bit. Yeah. Are they well, kind of like phoning it in? Be careful like, what you
2: say because one of their Emmy award-winning writers is in my writer's room. Yeah. She has an Emmy.
1: Oh, God. She might even have two. I know, but she doesn't listen to our podcast, so it's fine. Jane? Yeah. You told me she doesn't listen to our podcast. Well, I could make her. Can you imagine? You're like, hey, Jane, Sarah was saying things about Ted Lasso. You should give the give the episode a listen. Well, I could say Jane... You are my employee. I command you mm-hmm. to
2: listen to my podcast.
1: Or no, we're also like kind of friends with Brett, the guy that plays- um, Brett Goldstein. Yeah, the guy that plays- uh, Mm-hmm. The hell's his name on the show? Hello. Roy. Like, Roy. Hello. Roy Kent. Hello. Love him. He's a star. He is a star. Total star. I think it was just season one and two was so good that
2: I'm just a little like. Do down. people know the story about how he got that job? Because it's really interesting. And Jane confirmed it, by the way.
1: I think I've told it. They've told the story on the podcast.
2: You have? Yeah. Well, you should revisit it again, say it again,
1: okay. So Brett was a writer in the writers' room. Ted Lasso season one, before we ever knew what it was, he was just a writer. Mm-hmm. And through the through the process of hiring actors, I he, you know, wasn't saying out loud like, "Oh, what about me for Roy Kent? He just went home one night. No, he did say say it to them. I I think as a joke, as a joke.
2: Jane, who was in the writer's room, confirmed the story. Okay, so
1: in the writer's room, he had had been saying like, oh, I could be good for Roy, but no one was taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. He's a writer and he's not an actor. Or maybe he is an actor, but just nobody was really taking it seriously. Yeah. So he went home one night after the writer's room, put himself on tape auditioning for Roy, sent it to Bill Lawrence, the creator, and the other producers, um, Jason Sudeikis and whatever, and said, guys. Should I, should I call Jane and get her to confirm a story? Get To tell the real story? Why don't you just call Brett? I don't have his number. You don't? No. It's like weird to call, call him. I mean, you can, but I'm telling the story. And didn't Brett confirm this to us? I've never
2: spoken to him before. Oh. Have you spoken well, to him before? What are you before?
1: talking about? Yes, you have.
2: No, I've messaged with him. and I've No, known. I've
1: messaged with him too. But I've never talked to him. Oh. Have you talked to him? No, maybe I read it in like a magazine or something. Anyways, he sent the audition tape to all the—he emailed it to them and said, Guys, if this is bad, please do not act weird when we get to work tomorrow. Like, act like I never sent this. Act like you never saw it. And let's just move on like nothing happened. And let's coexist together as writers of the show. And they, lo- they watched it. And they were like— holy shit, he's Roy. He's Roy. He's Roy. And that's how he got the job. He put case, himself out there. Nobody asked him to audition. If he did not advocate for himself, if he did not jump... Do you know how awkward that is? I cannot imagine putting myself on tape for Morgan and sending it to you guys being Morgan like... Morgan is the sister character in Chickson. Yeah. Being like, okay, I changed my mind. I think I do want to play Morgan. Like, here I am doing Morgan. Mm-hmm. I would... That takes such balls to put yourself.
2: Did we ever tell the story about you and recast and daddy issues? Like five times. Oh, we have. Kind of have a terrible memory. So,
1: well, I said that in our last episode.
2: You were forgetting things mid-sentence. That was a that was a tough morning, though. That yeah. was an emotionally draining morning. Yeah, also, I didn't have anything to give. But we also maybe should look into an MRI or no? I don't know if you can tell on an MRI that someone has a bad memory. Just what's going
1: on in the the brain? Right.
2: Oh how rude! I've texted Jane and she's not responded to me. Well, you texted her two seconds ago, two minutes ago.
1: Fired. So, um, it's really crazy. This is episode one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way your brain works is so funny to me. Well, you know, I'm trying to keep things moving because you're you're what like am I? I keep things moving.
0: Yeah.
2: I just saw this random, um, one of the questions it says- out I'm not of- ready for questions. I know, I, I know we're not ready, but it just says, out of the three sisters, who's the most needy? Definitely not me. No, definitely not you.
1: Definitely not me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably me, right? <sighs> of the three of us? I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know. I think Jordan probably masks her neediness because mm-hmm. she doesn't want people to think she's needy because she's like the youngest and- so, I think, I don't know. But I'm the one like always calling both of you. Like, I, I FaceTime both of you guys like every day. I
2: FaceTime her every day. I'm always like trying to talk to the kids.
1: Yeah, but she also calls you and FaceTimes you all the time. She does. But so, I you guys like- are both needy. You guys are maybe equally needy. Yeah. By the way, I don't think being needy is like a bad thing. I think if we're all, if we're being honest, what person doesn't need love and doesn't need connection? Like, mm-hmm. we all need it. So, mm-hmm. I think. It like I probably need it. I just
2: you, don't no, have, but you I, I don't know. I go to it. bed.
1: I go to bed just fine. Not talking to either one of you. Oh, so it's like <laughs> you call you call me a lot. Yeah, but more on like like work shit. Like mm-hmm. if we didn't work together, I don't know how often we'd talk.
2: We used to talk a lot. We didn't work together like seven years ago.
1: I don't remember that. You don't. Yeah.
2: No, like I'm. I think I'm thinking of doing a new beauty thing, like a procedure, not like a procedure, like going under facelift. Nothing. Oh, by the way, surgical. Good
1: my have okay.
2: Wait, hold on. Your face is looking a little puffy this morning. No, in a good way. Like, like just a little swollen. Like, like, like collagen. Yeah.
1: Guess what? I've been a drinking a shit ton of collagen. Okay. And taking um collagen pills. Collagen pills. I'm like loading up. Your face
2: looks like you have like fat skin, like thick skin.
1: Like, did just wake up. So, okay. Remember how you're always like, oh, your your ears. Yeah. Better, right?
2: I mean, you definitely still have your, like, facelift scars.
1: No. Look, I've been doing my skincare all the way back to my ears. Mm. Look at the—I'm sorry. They were, like, creases. Mm -hmm. Do you not notice any difference? That one's
2: better. I think that one's better. Maybe you sleep on the other side, though.
1: i take my sweater off. I sleep on my right side. Anyways, ladies, do not forget. Do your skincare all the way back to your ears. And I realized I had never done that. I would stop. I would go like this. I would go like this and I would stop like right there. Wow. I know. Wow,
2: <laughs> well, I'm blown away. Well, let's
1: look at yours, girl. Okay. Move your hair. You're not doing your skincare all the way back to your ears. Do I have creases there? You do. Are you sure? I'll take a picture.
2: No, I don't want a picture of that side because I have all my sun damage there. Oh, Jane just wrote me back. Yes, call anytime. Should I call her? Or is it weird now? Okay. Well, it's weird now not to call her.
1: Okay. If you want to call her, you call her.
2: Well, am I confirming that story? Well, I just told we, the story. Or we're
1: past the story. I think we're past the story. But if she wants to give us some gossip on Jason Sudeikis or something. I doubt she's going to do it on a podcast. Well, that I'd be interested in. Okay, interesting. A- interesting. Ask her if she can give us any gossip. Because if we can't, we don't need the, um, the Brett story anymore because I told it.
2: Well, then now I've asked her to talk to me. So I think we have to retell it.
1: So now you're uncomfortable because you're feeling what are you feeling right now you're feeling a little insecure <sighs> feeling like I feeling a little stupid <laughs> <laughs> you've got
2: that look of i feel like a fucking idiot right uh-huh now. uh-huh yeah. no I'm feeling like i want I want her to to be able to tell a fun story for us, you know? I think was,
1: you're excited for her to be on the podcast, but she doesn't give a shit.
2: She probably does give a shit. I do think she does. She doesn't
1: listen to the podcast.
2: That doesn't matter. She probably didn't know it existed before. But I think that she she would. But now I'm concerned that you told the story and she's going to be like, yeah, that's the story. And I'm like, cool. Thanks for being here. Good. Right. By the way, we're recording you right now. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: What are you going to do? What do I do? I don't know. You're turning red, though.
2: No, I'm not. I bit. can see myself in the, in the reflection. I'm perfectly pale. a little red. <sighs> do we call her and ask if she has anything fun to tell us about Ted Lasso? Uh,
1: I, okay. So I feel like you're spiraling. I'm not spiraling. You're not? But nope. I think you're not going to feel comfortable until you call her. Yeah right that's where you're at right now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so are you going to text her saying we're live or are you going to just put her on the spot how put
2: put her on the spot and i'll tell her
1: you do some of the writers are fans of the podcast she is i don't think one of them or she well maybe we can turn her into one she's very funny okay well give it a go then aaron calling Lindsay. her name is jane
3: (laughs) (laughs) crazy
1: you have a writer named Lindsay, right yes okay I am very,
2: very happy that we do ads for Hia because too. I am so disturbed
1: by all the crap that is given to children. You want to hear us being crazy? Yes. So Valentina, we've been going back and forth with doctor's appointments and stuff. She has, she's fine. But one of the doctors said, you know what you should try? You should try Haya vitamins. No, seriously? Yes. You should try Haya vitamins. They're great. There's none of the sugar stuff in them. Start that. I go, already doing that. Already got those, and like, look, she's not great about it. You know, I really have to push her I to do push it. her to do it. Of course, but um, Haya is—it's a pressed yeah. blend of twelve organic fruits and
2: vegetables. Yeah. Then it's supercharged with fifteen essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones. More, GMO-free, vegan dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free. I mean, it's like the cleanest kids' vitamin that exists.
1: Yeah, it really provides these kids with full body nourishment that our kids do need. So um, what, are okay, what are you waiting pretty special. Okay, so for? we've worked out a special deal
2: with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin, 50% off your first order. That's crazy. To claim this deal, you have to go to hayahealth.com slash foster. This deal is not available on the regular website. Go to H I Y A H E A L T H dot com slash foster and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults okay element has infiltrated the writer's room i have brought a box that they sent me i forced everyone to try it of course they have to everyone's using it they work for point. me and they love it they love it they are thanking me there's no junk there's no sugar no coloring no artificial ingredients no gluten no fillers no BS. It is just a clean electrolyte drink that tastes so good.
1: You know, we forget that being dehydrated leads to a lot of things. Headaches, uh, dizziness, not, you know, Hormo- feeling Hormonal best, regulation. Not sleeping your greatest. By the way, your skin not looking mm-hmm. that great. A lot of the time, guys, you are dehydrated. If you get regular on your hydration, you'll start seeing a difference in your skin, which— That's very important to me.
2: Very important to you. We're obsessed with Element. So right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That is eight single-serving packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share it with a salty friend. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash foster. The deal is only available through our link. Go to dot com slash foster. Element offers a no-questions-asked refund. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you can share it with a friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Hello. Hello, Jane.
1: Good morning,
2: Erin. <laughs> Good morning. I'm sorry to cold call you. I'm sitting here with Sarah.
0: Hi,
1: Jane. Hi, Sarah. Um, Wait, Jane. Have you ever listened to the podcast? There's no wrong answer.
2: There is a wrong answer. I I have. I have listened
1: to it. See, Sarah? Okay. well, sh- 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 Right. Like a couple episodes. Like you gave a couple episodes a try. I've called,
0: I've, I, I,
1: it's like I'm
2: not a big podcast person, but mm-hmm. it's like the perfect podcast for me. Oh, well, wow. I mean, I, I to have to, <laughs> I to say that. Um, okay, Jane. So I want to be really honest with you right now. Uh, we are recording the podcast right now. Okay? So like you're on it. <laughs>
1: But it's not like, it's not live. This is like an HR. Like, I I wonder if you could get in trouble for this. Yeah, I probably could. This is like an HR situation. Like, my boss made me. I don't think Jane knows anyone from HR yet, though. Okay. Right. You don't think I know HR?
2: Like, I don't think you've like met any HR people yet you could talk to, right? Not at Netflix, no. Okay. Great, 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 great. Okay. like, but
1: the Apple HR, they are really. (laughs) Well,
2: listen, you can go to Apple HR. I don't work for them. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so basically... Really <laughs> oh, you will. Okay. So basically... All right, Sarah, give us Jane's full name. Sarah... Okay, your, your name, full name is Jane Becker. Okay. Um, what are her credits? She was on Ted Lasso for three years. That's why we're calling her. Okay. Um, Sarah okay. was trying to retell the Brett Goldstein story, and I was wanting to confirm that her version was accurate, but then she said that, it was, that she had the accurate version, and so I wanted to make sure we got it from you. Straight from the horse's mouth in the writer's okay. room. Okay. Okay, so tell us what happened.
1: Aaron, that's like very broad. Like you gotta like lean wait, her in. What story? Oh the story. Oh my the god, st- wait, what story? The story that he in the
2: writer's room became <sighs> an actor on the show. That story. Yes. That is a fact. Okay.
0: It was it was like his last day. He was leaving early for some reason. I forget why, he's going back to London. Um, Oh, the writer's room was in L.A.? Yes, the writer's room was in L.A. He was leaving to go to London. He, like, after he's gone, like, he's gone. He's not in the room anymore. We get submitted his, like, tape. We get submitted his tape for Roy.
2: But, like, you were cold. Like, you didn't know it was coming in?
0: Did not know. Nobody
1: knew. Oh, my God. Right, because he had never said to Bill, right? Or Jason, like, I really want to be in this show.
0: Not that, no, not, not like throughout the like entire first season, it was not spoken about. And like, we, we looked at a lot of Roy's and they were all like good for like a different kind of Roy than we had all sort of thought of, but yeah, he was,
1: he was the one. Wow. This it's, is kind of like what I'm going to do with Rebecca, maybe. Oh, you're going to submit yourself for Rebecca. I love that. Yeah. Jane, what do you think? Would you hire me?
0: I absolutely would, but you've already
2: kind of ruined it because you told us that you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, also, shit. Rebecca, Rebecca has to be brunette. Girl, I am a natural brunette. Okay, well, you have to dye the rest of your hair brown then. Oh, yeah, you can't be a blonde. Rebecca's not blonde. Okay. Um, Wait. So, ha- so
1: brown. Yep. Okay, so Jane, and how did everybody respond? Was it like because like we always tell the audience when it comes to actors and parts, like you just know right away. So how quickly when you saw? Yeah. Did you were you guys just like? Automatically, like holy shit, it's him. He's Roy. Here's
0: here's what I'll say: the automatic answer to that is that I felt like I knew right away. Mm. Like I deeply thought that like he was the right person for this part. I don't. I don't know if anyone, not anyone else, but like I don't know if everybody else felt like that. But not because he was bad, because like they were like, oh, do we really want like another writer to be in the show?
1: Right, right. Yeah. That yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, well, that's great. Okay, so Sarah, your version was semi-correct? Well, no, my version was 100% correct. (laughs) Okay. Okay. There's nothing semi about it. It's 100. Okay, it was a little different version. But also, it is really interesting, not that I don't know that our audience totally cares, but I do think it is fascinating the whole, like, people are fascinated by actors and Hollywood and how you get jobs and how you auditioning process and... I didn't realize until being on the other side of it, because being an actor and auditioning is hell. And for so many years, I was like, oh, I'm just not a good actress. Like, that's why I'm not getting roles. And then what I realized when I was doing, being on the other side of it was like, honestly, everybody that comes in is usually good. It's just a feeling. It's a feeling. It's a vibe. It's just like, you know, when they walk in the room before they've opened their mouth a lot of the times, like, not right. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. so true oh jane disagrees jane's like mm, no actually mm. not
0: <laughs> no you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i think that makes a lot of sense i think it is like it's such a vibe and it's also like such a timing thing too it feels like i get the right place at the right time with that vibe i don't know i haven't been i have never auditioned for anything but i i have watched some and it's just like sometimes you're like oh that person is so
1: great just not for this you yes I mean? exactly I think I'm gonna start auditioning again with a new mindset okay. of knowing like I'm very talented oh I just I'm yeah. sometimes right and sometimes not right I think I'm gonna start auditioning again interesting okay okay I don't think we have anything I for like you it. at Shiksa but I don't I, I don't need to be in Shiksa that's fine
2: you're gonna go bigger but go bigger. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna
1: go bigger maybe
2: got it okay. I'll go
1: like more established okay great good luck and, with you yeah. <laughs> when Aaron's not in the room I mean, she's been in the room for this before, but, like, just so you
0: know, it's not for Aaron's benefit. We've all said that we like you for the sister character. <gasps> That's very
1: kind. Oh, Jane, I love hearing what's said when I'm not in the room. Thank you, Jane. Know. Jane knows a star know. when she's in the presence of one, you know? She knows a
2: star when she sees one. <laughs> she knows
1: a star when she sees one. Jane, I'll text
2: you. Okay, we look forward to your audition, Sarah. <laughs> Jane, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. I'm so
1: Thank you for being here. Um, Talk to you tomorrow. Oh yeah, I will see you tomorrow. Okay. okay. Bye Jane. Bye. I mean, listen, I I didn't fulfill my um capabilities as an actress and honestly, I'm not even kidding, like I think I'm a good actress. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> okay, that one no. stopped me in my tracks. Okay, I'm serious. Hear me out. Okay, I'm hearing you. I I think that one day when I'm like 80, mm-hmm. I will look back going, it's so sad that you didn't like pursue mm-hmm. harder. But then I'm like, I pursued for like 15 years. That's pretty, that's a long
2: <laughs> time. like more than half of your life. No, sorry, you wish. It's a little less than half of your life
1: long time yeah it's a long time but if we review the tape right we look back at Mm -hmm. the real you're pretty proud my comedic timing's really good Mm -hmm. I well your acting was very good
2: and barely famous I think I think personally you and I both because I would definitely not say I'm a good actress but I did think that both of us were really good and barely famous because I think that we understood those characters yeah we're really well we're really good in specific roles that like we create and we understand but I do not think that were meant to be like on
1: CSI. Did you see Psych 9? Yeah, that was actually really good. I was really fucking good in that. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? I was it, I was in every scene of the movie. I shot it in Prague over like almost 3 months. It was I was in every single scene, okay? And honestly, I remember I remember I swear to god so vividly, okay? Shooting this one scene. Did you
2: think like I'm going to win an Oscar? Yeah.
1: But I swear <laughs> to god. I will never <laughs> forget this feeling. Okay, it was oh at like god. one in the morning, and it was like a, a hospital scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, l- they were committing me to an insane asylum, mm-hmm. and I was laying on the gurney, and I was like strapped in, and I was like crying and screaming, and and I and I remember thinking, and I go, oh my god, I think I think I might be nominated. <laughs> Like, I swear <laughs> to God. I love knowing this. I remember, th- I, I can go back to the feeling yeah. going, holy shit. It just happened. It it just
2: happened. I just like changed everyone's lives on the set. All
1: the years has led me to the, this is my, this is the scene mm-hmm. that they're going to show mm-hmm. when they're, you know, like announcing <laughs> the nominees.
2: <laughs> and when you finished the scene, did they like clap? They were like, so like blown away? They were like moved to tears. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, like they, could, they did it. Yeah. So where did what ended up happening with psych 9? I don't know. I mean did not get nominated, I'm guessing. It did not get nominated. Okay. I feel like I would have known about that.
1: No, it did not. But it was like one of those things too. I had like dark black hair. Yeah. And it was like I, you know, when people You're just like in it. You get extra points for like changing yourself for a role. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't see the Brendan Fraser movie. I'm sure he was fantastic in it. But if he didn't do the like, would he? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I think you get extra points for physically making mm-hmm. changes. Gaining
2: like 75 pounds is probably yeah. a little different than dying your hair brown. Losing but-
1: weight. Jared Leto lost all that weight and that one thing then he gets nominated. Yeah. You know, it's just... A, right. You dyed your so hair brown. I dyed mm-hmm. my hair brown. I committed <laughs> hardcore. Wow.
2: Anyways, it's just... Your dedication. So
1: you... Just, okay, so, but this is good to know. You feel like you have acting left in you. I don't know. I just don't think I have like the schedule left in me. Yeah. I don't think there's too much going on to be sitting in a fucking trailer all day. I know that's the problem. Is like that part of it is like, wait, I like can't I have too many things to do. Mm-hmm. That part is, um, that's the tough part. So when but you look I back at your just, life, like, you're gonna say I would have had a
2: better acting career, but the schedule just didn't work for me.
1: I mean, listen for the for the first from eight nineteen no twenty from twenty to thirty five was like. I have to be an actress. Like, I right. have to find a way to be successful at this. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Barely Famous, I was like 32. So I, so then things changed, right? Then yeah. we started like really getting respected a little bit mm-hmm. and respected as re- writers, creators, com- not, not comedians. Imagine that. But, but whatever. But no, I mean, I do think... I mean, I think we need to, I mean, I think we need to do another version of Barely Famous. I think we need to, like, figure what that looks like. Agree. So maybe that'll be the thing. And then, I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, this is. Is this boring? Good
2: insight into your acting life. We laughed earlier. We did? Yeah. I was laughing about when we called you, I called you Connor. That was funny. That was so fucking
1: rude. Yeah. <laughs> that was so rude. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I was thinking about poor Connor. He's like not even like part of the. He, I mean, he is really ostracized. The dad the, wasn't the, even going to go to the wedding. The character?
2: The character you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know the actor. The character. Well, I didn't know if you meant like the actor. Like he's not like in discussions, but he is. No.
1: Remember I mean, him from Ferris well, Bueller's first of Day? All, off? He's been famous forever. I have to be. So you're leaving. Okay, you're leaving. Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. This is science-backed. They are ready-to-eat meals, which deliver results you can see and feel from your weight management. It, it eases your bloat. It boosts your energy. It cleans your skin. We've talked to you a lot about this. Yep. Sakara is a company we firmly, firmly, firmly back and stand behind.
2: Mm-hmm. If you're going to do a delivery service for food— I like it being plant-based because I don't love like mm. animal products and meat products getting shipped to you or whatever. I just think it's cleaner. And all their stuff, just it tastes very good. It's very flavorful. And it like, you can, you can customize it for you if you're looking to lose weight or if you have gut issues or if you have low energy, you can like target a specific
1: nutritional it's system It's a really for great you. middle ground between not ordering out takeout, right? But then not having the time to like, you know cook a home cooked meal. Like it's all about balance. Like you got to really just have balance. Sometimes you want to order out, order in, but sometimes you want a home cooked meal. Sometimes you don't have time to make a home cooked meal. Mm-hmm.
2: So it's a really good in between. Okay. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order. When you go to sakara.com slash foster or enter the code foster at checkout, that is Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash foster to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash foster.
1: Okay. This is not always, you know, it's not the most fun topic to talk about, but it is important. Fabric life insurance. We're all going to die. No, we we all, all, we all will. But, um, you got to just put things in order for the sake of your children, of your family. Again, not fun and easy to talk to. I just did this because I was stressed. I was like, God, I travel a lot. I'm on the go a lot. Like, I, I would say to make- if you're having anxiety about it and yes. you're wanting
2: to avoid it, but you know you need to do it, that's when you should use Fabric Life. Yeah. Because they make it very, very easy. It's really, really fast. And they have new lower prices could you know potentially significantly save you a lot of yeah, you money. You can get
1: coverage like basically instantly with no health exam required. Because life insurance gets a better app for being really complicated yeah. and Fabric makes
2: it really easy to apply. It's like a seamless digital experience. It's all online. It's on your time. If you need extra support, then they have a team of licensed insurance agents that can answer questions along the way. But it literally takes 10 10- Less than 10 minutes Look, As a
1: parent, your top priority has just got to be your children's well-being. So, exactly. Fabric was designed by parents for parents. And honestly, and you could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required.
2: So, protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash foster. That is meetfabric.com fabric.com slash foster. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash foster. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions.
1: Did you do anything while I was gone?
2: No. Oh, but Allison had a good idea that one of the questions is about you on Entourage since we're talking about your acting career.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of... Uh... Look Sarah Perka... Okay, hold on. I just got to text Blake the address to where. Oh my she-
2: god! Someone said more Hollywood stories, and we did an inside deets on celeb culture do's and don'ts.
1: We just did oh, a little bit of that. We could do, do a little dishing. I'm ha- I'm happy to dish. We did
2: that a little bit just now. didn't I'm
1: we? Happy to dish.
2: Um, okay, where's this question about you on Entourage? Oh, can Sarah talk about her stint on Entourage? How do we just not address? How do we just not address that yet? Didn't, it's so funny I feel like we I, have,
1: but it's also like, you know what I think it is? I think that. Um, I think that, like, a lot of people who maybe follow me on Instagram or listen to the podcast mm-hmm. or whatever, like, don't, don't know me from, like, some people follow me and they're like, they only follow me because of, like, 90210. Like, people are obsessed mm-hmm. with that or whatever. But I think a lot of people are like, wait, what? You're like, you were an actress? So they see entourage and it's, like, mm-hmm. crazy for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like… It wasn't that crazy, but at the time it was a big deal. It was and a I'll big tell deal. you why it was a big deal. Well, it was like at the height of entourage. It was at the height of entourage, but it was a big deal you because you played yourself. Because I played myself. Because that was the time. Maybe when- they thought
2: your, they saw your Oscar potential as well.
1: True, but I actually will tell you how I got Is it. Is Blake here with her dog? No. I'm just looking for the address for this kids birthday party. Why are kids birthday 11am is too early for a kids birthday party? Can I just mm-hmm. say on a Sunday? I've been to ones that are 10am. No, guys, it's too early. Are we the minority that we think that's early? I think on a Sunday, like let's ease into the day. I agree. Okay. So, so it was a big deal to get asked to play myself. Like mm-hmm. like myself. Like who the fuck is Sarah Foster? At that time, I was like, wait, oh my God, maybe I'm not like a huge loser. Maybe I actually am like somebody. So I am friends with Kevin Connolly. We've been friends with Kevin Connolly for like a thousand million years. So I think what happened was, I think that if I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. I think that it was supposed to be someone else, like another actress. I'm trying to remember if it was like Kate Beckinsale or like someone Mm -hmm. like big. And I think something happened with scheduling, and I think I was kind of like a last minute, like oh "Oh my god, replacement. Kevin being like, "Let me ask Sarah Foster to do this. Like she'd be, she'd be great." That's how it happened. I I know that. Think I'm. I don't fully remember, but I think that that I don't think like the producers were like, "Oh my god, we have to have Sarah Foster for this." I think it was like Kate Beckinsale or like a. Like, someone really liked that. Mm-hmm. Something happened, and then Kevin, let's get Sarah Foster to do this. Mm-hmm. She, whatever. I think that, but it doesn't That's matter. Cool. Um, That's cool. But when I did that, it was, like, a really big deal. It was a big deal. At the time. Mm-hmm. But although, it didn't really do anything for my career. Yeah, what the hell? What the hell? It wasn't like, but Entourage was the biggest show at Here's that the time. Here's the thing, Sarah. Sarah... Sarah
2: is the reason why her acting career didn't take off. It's all her because everybody wanted Sarah to be a star. Mm. Everybody wanted her to be famous. Everyone wanted to cast her in things, make her a star. I I honestly
1: didn't. It was weird. Sarah
2: was, in my opinion, too scared to say you actually really wanted it Mm. because Mm -hmm. you wanted to be cool, which Mm. I get.
1: So it was like, it was almost beneath you to even try to be an actress. But I also, totally. And I also, honestly, you know how there are those people that were like, I was going to manifest being a star if it was the last thing I did. And that I did not have that. Mm-hmm. I did not
0: have that. But you I wanted did. it
1: to happen, but you just wanted it to like be like show up on your doorstep and have someone like force you to do it. I just wasn't. You weren't willing to like put in the work because you were like scared to try. Yeah. So I don't know. I wasn't like, I didn't have, I didn't have that burning inside of me to like be a star. I just right. didn't. I never did. Hi, cutie. Stop. Okay. You're filming. We're not filming you. Anyways, too <laughs> cute.
0: Too cute to be alive.
2: Yeah, too cute to be alive. Exactly. Alright, what
1: other what kind of star insider what did people ask for? They said,
2: um, hold on, let me find
1: it.
0: More running?
2: more Hollywood no. stories and inside deets on celeb culture do's and don'ts.
0: Oh.
2: Hmm. Celeb culture.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, do's and don'ts. Hmm, I'm like, what are do's? Well, and if you're like a real celebrity,
2: then you. <sighs> I feel like a lot of celebrities do this thing where they like they act like they're going like out the back
1: entrance of
2: something, you know, but like. They want to get photographed back there. Look,
1: here's the deal. Celebrities, it just doesn't mean anything anymore because of social media. We, you and I are t- called celebrities, you know? Anyone's well, a celebrity now. We are. It's, it's just, no, but like we're not. It's like, it's so, it's so crazy. It used to be that to be a celebrity, you had to be a very talented person. To be a celebrity, we, the only way— like a movie star. The only way— You could be a celebrity Is if we were buying your album, going to your concert, watching you on TV, watching Mm -hmm. you on the big screen, showing up to your this. I get it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, I
2: I mean— It's like if I have a good makeup routine, I'm I'm a celebrity.
1: Wellness influencers are getting stopped on the street. I mean, it's like literally like a— Fitness experts, fitness influencers, fashion bloggers. These are yeah. people that are getting stopped on the street with fans. Yeah. We get stopped on the street with fans. It's all just, it's like nothing like means anything anymore. I think people get even more excited now to see um influencers like out in the wild, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, people stop my fucking kids on the street. Like in airports. Like, and and that's because I put put them on my Instagram, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's all. It's all blurred now. Mm-hmm. What's a celebrity? You know? Mm-hmm. Like- just so you know i <gasps> just- a child. Oh, God, sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought you are going to. Yes, you are my child. So I think it is very, like, it's just very blurry now what, what, mm-hmm. a, uh, what a celebrity is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we didn't have social media, if there was no social media, like, all of these people, including us, would not have the amount of, like, fans that we have. Well, of it's just all blurry and if there wasn't social media it'd be more exciting to run
2: into a celebrity or see a celebrity now but social media makes but who was the last boring.
1: person you got excited to see in person we, we've had this conversation we have?
2: yeah we talked about it recently I said like Meryl Streep and you are like mm, not impressed I'd be so shook
1: if like Julia Roberts walked into a coffee shop remember Which, when she was at that um, dinner okay Josie I love you Josie I love you wait we love you love you bye can I close your door
2: give you a little hand kiss
1: Um, Kozima, our former, um, nanny who moved back to Germany was like, she goes, she was like, um, I was like, so have, did you have any like run-ins in your LA trip? Like, did you see anybody? And she was like, um, oh yeah, we saw Justin Timberlake at the Grove. I was like, uh, that's a big deal. Like that is a very big deal. They were like, yeah, it was crazy. But they like weren't, they, they didn't care that much. Well, I was like, did you say anything? And they were like no. And she's like, you know who I'm dying, who I would like die to run into? And I was like, who? And she goes, Heidi Klum. And I go, okay, interesting. I was like, we could probably call her right now. Well, that's because like, it's like European German. or something. German. Yes, German. But usually Germans get really excited to see any celebrity. So I would well, think- remember Tommy's dad was like, like floored when he met like Brandy Glanville. He's like, I yes. think that's like his screensaver picture.
2: <laughs> By the way, Tommy gets shook around people. Tommy loves to ask a celeb for a photo.
1: <sighs> yeah. But he's like into the different types of like if he saw like Dolph Lundgren he'd probably like have a heart attack but then if he saw like he doesn't know who like influencers are
2: but he'd be he'd be like he'd freak out if he saw like sliced alone oh that'd be a big deal
1: <laughs> what was a rule in your house growing up that no one else seemed to have our dad would not let us wear nail polish it was so weird he was like so chill about so many things, but when it came to nail polish, do you remember this? Yeah, he was really he triggered was by nail polish. He was psycho about nail polish. Even I had when like we an were, eyebrow like, piercing, but I wasn't allowed to wear ma- Even uh, when polish. we were like 15, like hated it. hmm Yeah, he really hated it. What was a rule polish. though? Did we have any other rules? A rule. <sighs> Our mom was like pretty chill.
2: Yeah. We didn't have like a ton of rules. Would love
1: if Sarah talked about raising a teen... In this day and age. Love how relatable she is. Thank you. Um, Did you write that? I, no, bitch. I did not write that. Um, Oh, my God. Someone told me that, you know, when, like, influencers do, like, ask me anything, that a lot of them write in their own questions. Did you know this? No. I have never fucking done that.
2: You love and ask me anything. I've done, like, four, and they do well.
1: (laughs) Okay? I should do more. (laughs) I should actually do one every Sunday. People like my thoughts and opinions. I bet they do. They do. I've only done a couple. What do me I see that's how that's who you are. Oh. You love and ask mm. me anything as if it's something I do daily. I've done like four in my whole life. Okay. You should try it. I'm Let's really see how sorry. people how people view you. It's a good way for people to get to know like who you are. You know because- who's I enjoy? Gwyneth Paltrow's. She does good ones. They make me laugh. Yeah, she's so funny. She's good at it. She she's- speaks a lot of Spanish. She's fluent in Spanish. She, like, lived in Spain or something. I think she did, like, exchange program in Spain or something. She's very, very, very—it's so crazy to me the hate she gets. She's just, like, the coolest, most honest, down for her girls, down for Mm -hmm. all women. She's very cool. She literally doesn't hoard information. Her whole thing is about, like, like giving up her secrets. You mean she's not a gatekeeper? She's not a gatekeeper. That's how Goop started. Goop started because— Everyone she knew, friends, colleagues, acquaintances, would all go to her. Wh- wh- where should I visit when I'm in this city or this country? What sh- Where should I eat? Where should I take my kids? Where should I—my um, friend has cancer. Do you know—like, she is a plethora of information, and she just likes to share it. And that's how the Goop newsletter started, because she was like, I should just—I should just, mm. m- like, make this available to everybody. Well, here's the thing. All the hate that she gets, she
2: just keeps doing her thing and keeping her head down and becoming more and more successful. Even the name Goop, when it first came out, people were like shitting on it and shitting on Goop and she didn't like ever redirect and go, okay, I'm going to call it something else and I'm not going to make everything so expensive. She was like, nope, this is what I'm
1: doing. If you don't like it, then don't subscribe to it. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to me. I guess people just hate on people that are doing well. I don't know. By the way, Goop, I believe are like her initials. I think that that's what that is. Oh, G people what's the OO in the middle? I don't know. Maybe it's her middle name or something. But I think people just people are real haters. I mean, listen. But also there's also so many supportive amazing people. That's always such a reminder to me like when we post good things that have happened to us and which we don't do that a lot, you know. We we like yeah, okay, we talked we posted about the the show and the fun, but we're not posting like Oh my God, you guys! We just got an email from Moda. You're not gonna believe, but we can't say anything. We'll tell you next week. Like we're not doing that shit. But when we do, the few times we do post good things, people are so supportive. Totally, people are so wonderful and supportive. And overall, what's the point of saying that? My, because I was saying people are haters. Oh uh, yeah, you know, because there are so many. Can I haters. switch to a different
2: question? That I think is kind of interesting. Sure, but did I answer the question?
1: No, I, I don't know, think there Aaron. was a question. There was. Would love it if Sarah talked about raising a teen. In this day and age, oh, love how, how did relatable we become, she is. How do we start talking about Rekha Patel? I said, "Love how relatable she is," and then you went from that to, "Oh yeah, did you write that own question?" And then we went to ask me anything. Oh yeah, Erin, your brain is not okay. Thank you. You should see that document, Doctor Amen. Document that Doctor Doc Doctor Amen. Yeah, we should get some. We should do some neuron testing there in that brain of yours. Okay, why don't you write up the report for me? Early on stage you, you can't like accuse someone of having Alzheimer's. It's just crazy. saying you're forgetting a lot. I do hear this from Simon a lot too. Guess what else while we're on this? What? While we're on the conversation of decline, my eyes. I know. You got to give in and get glasses there. I can barely see you right now.
2: That's probably a good thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I can see close, but I think it's just, I don't think I need glasses like driving or living, but I do think reading. That's what I just got. Really? I did. It's not that bad. Athletic Greens, guys, Athletic Greens, AG1, it is- It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Not only because of
2: us, it's But everywhere. mostly because of us. Yeah. Mostly because of us. It is just, it's a game changer. It's like, it helps you with your digestion, your hair, your skin- helps you with sleep. It's like your body needs nutrients. And I talk all the time about how our food is less and less nutritious because of all the crap and the shit that they put in it. So it's so important that we fill it back up with all the vitamins and the minerals that we need.
1: Listen, it's exhausting and time-consuming to give yourself all the things you need in the morning. It's a life hack. No, no, it's literally a life hack. It is one scoop. In one scoop, there are 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients. You got a probiotic, superfood, all the things in one scoop. They also, AG1 also has a 90
2: day money back guarantee. So you have nothing Which to lose. crazy. So much to gain. Take control of your health today and give AG1. And AG1 will give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash foster. That's athleticgreens.com slash foster. Check it out.
1: This show episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are all about therapy.
2: and Yes, we are, honey. And so with a company like BetterHelp, it's like makes it so easy that you can't really use anything as an excuse to not no, be to therapy. No, it's democratized
1: bettering yourself. It used to be that therapy was um, unattainable. It was expensive. It was hard to find the right person. It was hard to be able to get an appointment. It was really for like the point oh 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 one percent of people. Yeah. And it, that and, has changed because and better there's nobody help. that doesn't need it. It's
2: designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. And you just take a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. By the way, my, my nanny is using
1: it. this and she went through two.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And she was like, oh, no. Like they were very easy about switching because Amazing. she didn't really, you know, connect with the first person or the second person. The third person she is obsessed with. She's mm-hmm. like, this person has changed – my life so
2: discover your potential with better help visit betterhelp.com/foster today to get 10% off your first month that is betterhelp h e l p .com/foster okay our friends jean and lee uh, Gene Stupnitsky and Lee Eisenberg. They, yeah. They, um, they used to run The Office. They were like the producers and the showrunners of The Office. Yeah,
1: they've done like everything. They've
2: done a million things. But I just saw Gene post this because I'm dying to see, you know, they have a new comedy called Jury Duty. Have you heard about this?
1: How? I Hold on a second.
2: How do they do everything? No,
1: no. It's literally the craziest thing ever. Lee invented the V, which by the way, I posted about. It's oh, yeah. the, the comforter that you can put on, the duvet cover that you can put on in like one second. It's mm-hmm. like... Change it's like revolutionizing putting oh, yeah. a duvet on, but they've also. Well, let's just explain that Jennifer what Jennifer Lawrence is. movie. Hold on, let's
2: explain what that is. Lee and Jean, they literally are like successful comedy writers, but like Lee, the most successful, just one of them. Lee became obsessed with this idea that it's that it that the duvet cover hasn't been reinvented. How hard it is to get a duvet cover on your comforter? Yeah, it's, do you put yours on? It's yes, it's, it's very a, hard, it's a nightmare. My housekeeper does, um, but it's really hard, wow. and so he invented and like patented this new thing called the Nuve, N-U-V-E-T, mm-hmm. where it folds open like a sandwich and then you put your duvet inside and then it folds back over and like zips around three ways. And it just launched. And- this should go to
1: every college kid yeah, so that they can actually, because, you know, people mm-hmm. don't wash their duvet cover. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. People don't wash it because they're like- it's too, it's too hard. It's too hard. It's too much of a pain to then put it back on. Yeah. So I'm just not going
2: to wash it. And guess what? He said that when you posted about it, Big boost for the company. Really? Big boost. Well, he didn't write me that. Well, he told um, Nico or Kivas. What the hell? Big boost. A lot of big boost in following and um, orders. What the hell? Yeah, you should get a piece of this company. What the hell? Yeah. Unbelievable. I know. Uh,
1: anything from Alyssa? I mean, I also think I did the same for her. I
2: heard that Ali- Wait, you didn't hear from her either? No. Oh, I heard that she got a big boost from you as well.
1: Guys... I am an influencer. For high sport
2: pants. Yes. Yeah. She got a huge boost, I heard.
1: Well, did I tell you that
2: or did she tell you that? I don't know. She didn't tell me. Someone else, a third party told me. Maybe me. Maybe you. Do you think you told me?
1: Well. Did she tell you that you did? Well, she, this is what she said. Let's see what she said.
2: Get your story straight.
1: First of all, these pants are amazing. They are amazing. But they're very expensive, but they yeah. are worth it made in italy.
2: They are really good pants. High sport pants, but just be aware. No, they no, are don't
1: come for us about the pants.
2: Do not come for us. They, well. are, they are they're
1: like $800, okay? Oh. So, you know what? And let's get back to Alyssa, but let me just this is this is uh, important. Okay. For the people that write me, and maybe Erin too. Her in, her Instagram is that's so. Oh, okay. For the people that write me being like, you know, it's so expensive, it's so this. We don't just sit around and go like, ooh, Let's make these pants $200. We, there's a there's a whole protocol for how you price your goods. Yeah. And for we, how you we price make them, your we, goods. we make everything as, as low as we, we possibly can. We make everything can. as low as you can. When you use a certain quality fabric, yeah, okay, we could give you our favorite pants and charge you 100 bucks for them, but they would be horrible quality. The reason why the favorite trouser is viral and people love it and it's one of our most successful pieces is because The quality is so good for the price. That is why they do well. So you pay
2: for the quality. And also we could be charging so much more for those things. And we don't because we want them to be accessible to more people. And also we take a margin hit on a ton of stuff because we want to get it into the market and get the customer liking it. And we know that we can't put it over a certain threshold. And so we take a margin hit. You have to have... This is what people don't also understand. You have to have a certain margin so that you can make your money back. It's not like a one-to-one situation because you are running a company. You have to pay people. It costs money to ship it. It costs money to-
1: Also, Aaron like quantities. So the more successful we become, the better we can be with our prices. If you're just making 500 of something, you're not going to get as good of a deal from the manufacturer as like Zara that's making 10 million of them, you know? like So it's not just like We've had people say to us, you guys are crazy for charging as low as you do for some of your pieces. Like, the Simon coat? Like, what? Like No, it's crazy. That, like, people are like, this is— It could be, like, a $3,000 coat. So just don't—well, no, it couldn't be a $3,000 coat. But, mm. but like— It could be an $1,800 coat? I mean, I don't know if it could be $1,800. Sarah, what the fuck? Well, because it's not, like, 100% cashmere. Oh, okay. You know, so— Well, you, now you're dissing the coat. Okay, no, it's a great coat. I'm just saying—you know what I'm saying. I think I have to be—
2: to pee again okay I actually was going to answer this question dating younger men I'm 32 seeing someone who's 25 but our friends think it's a big deal I think dating younger guys is great at 32 to 25 here's what I think Sometimes a younger guy like cherishes an older woman because I think sometimes a younger guy, 25 year old is so used to 25 year old girls and 25 year old girls. We've all been her before. You're insecure and you're in your head and you're like scared to ask for what you want and you don't have good boundaries. And so I have witnessed a lot of young guys really enjoy older women that are in their thirties because it's so sexy being around a woman who's like confident and like standing in her, standing her ground and like knows how to say what she wants and knows how to say no, and um, and that it's really attractive. So in some ways, I think that like if a younger guy is into you, he might almost be more um, like doting on you and and like enamored by you than a guy who's in his 30s who is sort of like used to women like that. So I think it's cool. Um, as long as you're, you know, paying attention to your uh, l- your life timeline, don't give up, don't give that guy, you know, age 32 to age 37 and then break up. And then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, it's going to be hard to like start over right now and have kids and all that stuff. So I think, um, just be real about your, uh, your lifetime line. But I think dating younger guys is cool. Totally think it's cool. Someone said, please, please say you'll continue the podcast when the TV show becomes a new big thing. Hopefully it does become a big thing. And yes, of course we'll continue. We've continued through everything else. So we're not going to little TV show get in the way. Okay. This is interesting. It says, one of my best girlfriends from college is getting married in two weeks and I am the matron of honor. Their relationship is toxic and the groom dislikes me as much as I dislike him. They started dating in 2020 and since then we barely hang out or talk like we did before. I'm expected to give a speech at the rehearsal dinner. Any advice on what to say? I'm usually pretty good at writing these but this entire situation gives me the ick and makes me a little sad. Fuck. That is a really tough situation. So what I would do in that situation is... I would get up there and talk about your friendship with your girlfriend when it was good. I would start off by going, when I met so-and-so, here are like the funny things that we did together. Here's what I loved about her. Here's what's so special about our friendship. And it makes me so happy to see that she has found her partner in life. And I know how much she wanted to get married and how much this means to her. And I just want her to be happy. And I'm so honored to be chosen to stand up here. Like, keep it. Be careful. You don't lie Are too much. Yeah, I'm giving advice. On what? On this girl who is giving. guy? No, I moved on from that. You've been gone for a while. I'm now talking about a girl who is has to give a speech at the rehearsal dinner of her friend's wedding in two weeks. And she's marrying a guy who is toxic and who she hates. And the guy also hates her. The girl who's giving the speech she's like so what do i say in my speech oh god i know well i had great i had great advice
1: well okay i guess i'll have to listen to the episode
2: you should that sucks
1: though hating the guy your best friend's gonna marry and he also hates you you
2: know it really sucks
1: what'd you say about the younger guy thing I, mean, I think you it's always great. dated younger guys. Yeah, your husband's younger. Yeah,
2: I think it's great. For I said sure. that sometimes a guy who's in his twenties is so used to girls in their twenties who are all insecure that being with an older woman in her thirties is like so cool that they like kind of are obsessed with the older woman because it's they're so excited to be around a woman who's confident and like sure of herself, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think you can kind of be like really adored by a younger guy.
1: Did you do how to maintain friendships when transitioning to mom life?
2: No, because I've never done that.
1: <sighs> well. I think that um, any friend that, first of all, priorities completely change when you become a mom. They just do, and if your priorities don't change, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe in this whole like kids shouldn't change your life. Um, kids should just fit into your world. I don't, I don't. Uh, what's the word? I don't subscribe to that. Subscribe to that. Thank you. I think that's bullshit. I think if you want to have kids and you don't want your life to change, that's a problem. And maybe that sounds judgy, but but we judge, we judge over here on this podcast. We judge over. It's like, well, what's interesting? Having an is it having an opinion? Judging, I guess. I
2: mean, yeah, having an opinion about how somebody else should parent or like not change their life is is definitely judging.
1: Yeah, I just think, but I don't think it's here's, wrong. Here's here's the thing. When you have kids, you are no longer the most important person in your universe anymore. Like, mm-hmm. things are supposed to change. So, I mean, maybe I took it to, like, a crazy level when I had kids. I just became such a recluse who only lived for 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 my child, and I don't recommend that either. I really, like, totally lost sight of who I was. But I think um, any friend that you have should be very understanding of, mm-hmm. even if they're not parents yet, of your new life. But I'll say, one thing I wish that I did when I had um, when I first became a mom, I just really shut out. And I kind of wish that I had a more um, involved my friends by, like, calling them and being like, listen, it's nap time from this time to this time. I've organized for a— uh, Fucking yoga class online, come do it with me. Or because I didn't have a babysitter or a nanny or anything. So I really was like, I don't want to say a slave to, but like, you know, I mm-hmm. my life revolved around now this child. Mm-hmm. But I do wish that I had been more like I had friends being like, can I bring you food? Mm-hmm. Can I do this? And my instinct was to be like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I wish I had been like, yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Like, because because the truth is, you do need to like water your friendships, and it really is easy to lose sight of your girlfriends yeah. as you enter into that that new phase. So I wish I had kind of like brought them in, endeared them, made them feel more like aunties. Yeah, because a lot that's the thing. If you make your friends feel like you're on this journey with me too, mm-hmm. you're the auntie. You're the, they're gonna need you when they don't want me. Mm-hmm. That's exciting for yeah. women that don't have kids yet. It's true. To have that kind of responsibility and that kind of, like, bond with your mm-hmm. child. Like, there's nothing better than your friends having a bond with your child. I know. I get really so, jealous when Valentina goes and hangs out with Juliana. Yeah. So so that's how you maintain your friendships. You make them feel part of it. Um, not in a, like, hey, take my kid for two days while I go to Cabo. But you just involve them and you make them feel part of it. Mm-hmm. And they'll enjoy it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to pee now also. And um, nothing's stopping you. Go pee. I think that we're wrapping. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. That's such a short. I know. That's such a short. Solo, I feel like Aaron. you, because I'm like, boring episode.
1: But oh, you know what? Please, did you answer this? Please say you'll continue the podcast on the TV show. I did. I answered it. What did you say? I said, no,
2: fuck that. I'm not doing this podcast.
1: Oh, can we get Jen Garner on the pod? Yeah, I would love to have her. She's so sweet. Wait, she loves the pod. Great. would love that. Do you think she wrote that in? Probably. That would be so cool.
2: She wrote it in. She's like, Jen Garner would be a great guest.
1: We should have Jen Garner come on and we should have her talk. She's, Jen Garner is, she's one of those Hollywood celebrities. Remember when I told her that her son was hot? He was like two. No. Remember? Sam is very good looking though. Like, I know. That is a kid that is just going to be- He is hot. Such a stud.
2: I know. And I said it to her and you were like, "Aaron, you can't say that. And then I said to her like, was that
1: weird? She's like, no, I get it. Well, because here's the thing about Jen Garner. She's she, cool. I think people don't don't um fully grasp because she comes across more conservative her, than she sassiness. Really is. yeah, exactly. I think the world perceives Jen Garner as this like she goes to church and she wears her pencil skirts and she's, she's wholesome. Like, she's the perfect mom. She's the perfect wife. she's a she cooks. She does all the things, which those are all true about her, but she is fucking she' a good, and she has a good sense of humor. She's got a great sense of humor. and she's like, can I read you something? She's one of the most authentic celebrities I think out there.
2: I agree. I want to read you something that somebody said. I'm home You're alone. Really
1: rushing me through like things I'm answering. Oh, but- sorry. But anyway, this person said, I'm
2: home alone tonight and I'm just feeling lonely. So I put on a few episodes while you guys kept calling it boring and feeling like no one was going to enjoy it. It felt human to me. I ate my dinner and sat listening and felt like I was sitting with friends listening to you guys talk. It distracted me from my loneliness and made me laugh as always. Thank you for that. Isn't that so sweet?
1: I- Sense, so A lot cute. of people will write me being like, I love just having you guys on in the background. Oh, I'm that's like, rude. is that a compliment? No, it's pretty rude. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know.
2: Okay, I'm gonna run to the bathroom. Love you, love, I mean the, to the audience, not to you. Love you guys, the audience. See you, see you next week.
1: You're out? Yeah. I'll keep talking. Aaron is wearing lime green converse. Aaron is wearing, just to give you a visual, platform lime green converse with green socks. I don't know what kind of fashion statement she's trying to make today, but it's a real um it's a real statement. Okay, well Allison, this episode is only an hour and six minutes. Is that long enough? Okay. Is there anything yeah, fine. is there anything you want to say about us being episode 101? No? No, that no. you're just the best to work with
0: and it's really fun.
1: Keep going. Um, When I listen to my voice, I find it to be so painful. Do we have a setting where we can auto-tune a voice? Because you know how you can auto-tune singers and make them sound better? How can you auto-tune the spoken word? I can send you
0: some
1: options. I would love that. I would love to have, like, more of an ASMR kind of voice instead of this, like, shrill— Oh, she's back. Oh, no, it's Montana. Montana, just take the microphone for one second. I just want you to, um, a lot of people really loved hearing about your fruit,
3: your your fruit design. How, were you impressed by how Aaron and I recovered from that fight? Um, I was so impressed in my head. This will probably go over everyone's heads, but it was like um, the Patriots coming back from 28 to 3. Like it was like one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen in my entire life. I got I, that reference. I was texting Allison and I was like, I don't think they're recording today, period. I was like, we're going to have to cut like a best of episode. Like <laughs> Guys, we
1: were in such a fight for episode 100. Not only were we not going to record the
3: 100th episode, we were like not going to speak again for a while. Yeah, no, I thought it was going to be like a week of me awkwardly not saying I had spoken to either of you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I thought it was oh going to be God. a weird week. <laughs> right, like Montana. There will be no mention of her yes. when you are in this home. Like, were, did you just come from Aaron's? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, where were you? you? You were were you with Aaron, really? But what'd she say? What'd she have to say? But we did. We recovered because, as I said on the episode, I have really worked on myself. Mm-hmm.
3: No, I actually, Allison. You can cut this because it's maybe too personal. But I said to Allison, I said one of them has to apologize, and Sarah was the first one to apologize. I was like, that's the only way I think. Oh, this like will... you were texting. Yeah, I was like, I, I was texting Allison. I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. But unless one of them apologizes, I just don't think we're recording today. And then Sarah came through and apologized. Well, you know why? Mm-hmm. You know why, right? No,
1: I mean, because I'm professional. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Okay, because I am professional and I take you know, all these endeavors seriously. And Erin just doesn't. I mean, (laughs) she just doesn't. Let me know when she's walking back in here. But like, you know, I'm sitting there going, this is a job. Like, we have a job to do. This is our 100th episode. We get fined. If we don't deliver an episode— that is a very big problem for it is it's larger than us now. You what know, it, like
3: it, I, I I also think though you guys have to cut yourself some slack. I mean, working with your sister, like if I worked with my sister, I love my sister, but we well, would, have like four sisters. Yeah, well, one of them. If I worked with one of them, it'd be fine. The other one though, we would literally murder each other. It'd be like true crime, podcast. really? Yeah, we would kill each other. So I think you have to give yourself a little bit more grace.
1: That's true, sisters. It's loaded, man. Yeah. It is a loaded relationship, and I think sisters that don't fight—I'm going to just say it. I think sisters that don't fight are bearing some shit because mm-hmm. there's no way to not, like, have stuff.
3: Or, or I, think, I think it changes, though, when you have more than one. Like, I think because I have two, one I'm fine with. The yeah. other one is where all the fighting goes.
0: Hmm. <laughs> um
1: interesting let's unpack that montana (laughs) on another day that's something we should unpack but look it's very um it's very loaded this relationship for sure but it's also the most rewarding like i would not want to have i mean what is she doing in there is she like i don't know she went upstairs of course i think i just heard someone coming down the stairs she's probably in my closet oh Oh. she's here okay oh she's back okay that was good i'm sorry
2: sorry
1: you just wear your shoes going up my stairs If I walk in two feet of your house without taking my like brand new Uggs off, you shame me. But you go up my white carpet in your lime green platform Converse.
2: I shamed you one time because you came over to our house on New Year's Eve when it was raining outside and you were in our house with literally like muddy shoes. You can't ask someone on New Year's
1: Eve to take their heels off.
2: You can. No, you can't. You you weren't wearing heels. We were wearing sneakers and it was raining outside. And you know it?
1: Okay. So why'd you go upstairs on my white carpet with your Converse?
2: I honestly forgot I was wearing the shoes. No, I was you trying didn't. to deal with the you apartment forget. time, having to move.
1: You didn't forget. You just don't care. Okay. Her, it was great seeing you. We're done. I thought. Oh, we've been we've been still rolling. You're still going. Oh yeah, we've been going. Oh, we're, we're gonna, gonna do ads. I gave Montana the mic. Oh Jesus. Okay. Yeah, you'll hear it when you listen to the episode. Can't wait. <laughs> um, okay. Don't cut any of it. Okay. Great. Okay, do right. Ads. Oh, well, um, we have Sarah, to say goodbye to the well, audience. Montana just said ads, please. He I know, but we have to me. say goodbye because we're technically still rolling, and I haven't said goodbye yet. Okay, say goodbye. I said goodbye Okay, already. guys. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> you it's are just like
2: you, time doesn't exist for you. Great talking to you. And Sarah we'll s- just doesn't take time seriously. We'll see you again soon. Have a
1: great day. Bye bye.
0: If you like this podcast. Even writing, I love you.
1: This podcast is executive produced by. Do not use that voice. I'm sorry. I'm trying to sound. Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced Just by. Can
2: you do? You have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster,
1: and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate
2: producer is Montana McBurney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast.
1: See, that didn't sound
2: nice. Oh, that sounded great.